0: Luke, thank God for a wonderful Pastor Gary Watkins and a wonderful wife, Sister T. I think they'll have to call her Sister T. Amen. And this Mr. Gentle Giant, I heard somebody call him. He is a giant, not only in the spirit, but in the physical realm as well. He's doing a great job for the Lord. He's been working for God a long time. And listen, I've known him longer than anybody in the church over there. So I've known him since he was just a little boy. So he's kind of like grown up with the means of being a connected to our family. So I kind of connect him as a lot of one of my sons because he's, I think, younger than both of my sons. My sons, both of them are 63 and one's 60. So he's right long there with them. So I just want to say I appreciate the Watkins family for so long we've been together and working I tell you it's just been a a tremendous joy I want to say to St. Luke I think what you're doing is just wonderful and it's modified through God that you're wanting to do something for your pastor and your pastor's wife because so many churches don't want to do anything but complain about what they're doing and whatever so this is a blessing in itself but I want you to know that people think we're shut out of the church but listen we're not shut out of the church. We may be shut out of the church building because we are the church. We are the ecclesia of God. He's called us out, hallelujah, to glorify God and to magnify him and to lift him up. I just feel great in my spirit today of what God has done. And I, you're doing so many great things that, uh, St. Luke and many of the things that he's done. I remember when he's just in a small building over on 30, that 30th Street, I believe it was 30th Street, and uh, just a very small room up there where you could play the organ. It looked like it wasn't much room but just for the organ up there, and they'd crowd around the organ, and sing songs and what have you, just a few seats, but look what God has done. He's taken you to greater heights, and listen, I give you a prophetic word today that God is going to take you to even greater heights than what you are. Now, that's kind of what my subject is going to be today. I don't do a lot of preliminary, and not only that, but I don't take that long to preach. I used to preach pretty fast and loud, but now I've kind of gotten older, so I've kind of slowed down and I don't talk as fast. So it may seem like I've gone longer than I normally do. But I want you to understand, I'm privileged today to just bring a word, uh, hopefully that it will encourage your hearts today and glorify the Lord. Amen. So I'm going to uh, say this. I want to congratulate From the very depths of my heart today, Pastor Gary and Sister Teresa, for hanging in there, no, not hanging in there, standing in there and doing the work of God, because so many times these turbulent winds of trouble comes along to try to push us and move us over, but they've been able to weather the storm. So I want to congratulate you and to encourage you to keep on keeping on in the Lord, for you are doing a great work but I know that there's greater works to be done. All right? So listen, uh, you didn't call me here to just preliminary and talk about you. You told me not to say nothing about you, but I did. So anyway, I want to go to the book of Ephesians. Amen. I'm I'm older than he is, so I can kind of take a little bit of (laughs) leeway there. So uh, he's always been respectful to me, not only that, but uh, Teresa has, well, she's just like a daughter. I tell you, both of them are just swell people and I love both of them, just like my own children. I just want them to know that we appreciate them to the very depths of our hearts. So from the book of Ephesians today, I'm going to the third chapter. I'm going to go to the 20th and 21st verse of that uh, book of Ephesians. And, uh, and it reads says following. I'm reading, first of all, from the uh, King James, and it says this Now unto Him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And over in the NIV, it states it like this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And I want to read it in another ver- version as well. That's part of my message, so I'm just a little time taking it up here. But from the NLT, it says this, Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power, at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now, the subject matter that I'm going to come up with is this, asking God to do great things. I'm going to say this, keep asking God to do great things. First of all, it talks about God's power working in us. Now, we can ask God to do great things for us. He has power to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to to the power that works in us. This power comes from God. Not that we are so powerful of our own, but the power that we have and resonate in is because of what God has given to us. God's power is available to us basically because of the Holy Ghost in us. That is not our power, but it is the power of the Holy Ghost who lives and dwells In us. You see, there is a difference. Many people who do not uh, really know God, not fully understand the scriptures. A lot of folk just don't understand the scriptures, but they try to live out their own life, strength, and power on their own. But I want you to know that uh, without the Holy Ghost, they cannot do it. The angel of the Lord said to Zechariah, anybody familiar with Zechariah? He said, This is the word of the Lord unto Zezebel. Saying, not my might, but by my power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. Talks about that power. God has given us power. I often talk about there are two kinds of power that God has given us. One power he gives us is the exosia power which means that is the authority that he has given to us or delegated power that we are able to operate in his name and become heirs in his name. John, I think it is one eleven 11 and 12 says, he came unto his own, but his own receives him not. But as many as did receive him, to them gave the power to become the sons of God. In other words, to become heirs. He gave them the exosia or the authority to become sons. Now, over in the book of Matthew, the 10th chapter, verse 1, he says he sent his disciples out and he gave them power. That's the exhaustive power. He gave them the authority to go out and to heal and to lay hands on the sick and to deliver those that were bound and to set them free and, oh, God, to clean them up naturally. So that's, uh, that's the exorcist power. In other words, that power was delegated to them to use his name. Not only that, but to use the authority to do so. Now, there's another kind of power that we'll be dealing with, and that is called the dunamis power that comes from the book of Acts 1 and 8. He said, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power or you shall receive dunamis power, meaning that you have not only the authority, but you have the ability now to do the work of God and to go out and to be an effective witness. So that's God's power working in us. And then that lets you know this, God's power is unlimited. His power is unlimited. So many powers are limited and can only do so much. But I want you to understand that God's power is unlimited. Contracted to the devil's power, his powers are limited. He can't do only but what God allowed him to do. Pastor Gary was saying the devil was going to do this in that uh, video. But listen, he says he did it. No, the devil wanted you to do it. So he just made you do it, let you do it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The devil let you do it, but you didn't do it. The devil didn't do it. Amen. I want you to understand the Bible tells us that, listen, thoughts, his, God's high thoughts are higher than our thoughts as the heavens are higher than the earth. You can find that, I believe, around Isaiah, the 55th chapter and the 9th verse. Now, having experienced direct relations of God, I want you to understand that the apostle Paul truly understood how much higher that is. Oh, hallelujah. And in this particular chapter today of the book of Ephesians, he expounded the greatest examples of God's wisdom and his power, exceeding all expectations. The plan of redemption, not only to Jews, but to Gentiles not only to Baptists but Methodists not only to the Methodists but Presbyterian. not only to the Presbyterian, but Church of God in Christ not only to the Church of Jesus Christ but the Church in whole he gave it to those that would receive him to become part of the kingdom of God and become heirs of the glory of Jesus Christ this extension of mercy unexpected my man over in the fifth chapter of this verse he says it was put in place by God basically from the foundations of the world to be revealed in his good times. You'll find that over in the book of First Peter 1 and 20. It says this. He says in the word, he was chosen before the creation of the world. Hallelujah. But was revealed in these times for your sake. All these things was done for our sake to glorify God and to lift him up. I want you to understand in view of this unlimited power that he gives us and wisdom so far beyond our own. We should take hold of all that God has offered us through Jesus Christ. Everything that he's offered. What has he offered you lately? What has he done for you? What he has instructed you to do? He's given us all kinds of things basically because of what he has offered unto us. We should ask him in his name. Then expect to receive abundantly above all that we ask of faith. Not to gratify ourselves, but to glorify God who is worthy. He's worthy of all the praise. He's worthy of all the glory. He's worthy, hallelujah, because in him we live and move and have our being. There's nobody like God. There's nobody that can do you like God. God I don't know about you Maybe you thought the alarm clock woke you up This morning because you had a, an appointment But I want you to know without God's power dealing within you You would not have been able to hear the alarm Clock it was God that woke You up it was God that shook you To let you get out of the bed this morning It was God that caused you to allow your hand To raise up to give him praises Because of his unlimited power Not only that but there's a super Abundant power that we are talking about here today now, if God is not working freely in our lives, it is likely because we have not allowed the Holy Ghost, my God, the power that works in us, room to operate. we got to let the Holy Ghost have room to operate in our lives. Who is it that you think they're telling you not to do this when it's wrong to do it? Who is it to tell you to do what's right when it's not right to do? Who is it to tell you these things? It's the Holy Spirit that works within you. My God, and if we would receive everything God has to offer, I want you to know what? We must be emptied of ourselves and abide in Jesus Christ. You know, you can't put nothing into a full bucket. If you have a bucket and you want to put something in it that's already full, you can't get nothing else in it. I don't care how much you try. If you got a bucket of water and you want some more water in it, you pour it. It's just going to run out. But I want you to understand if you want God to really work on your behalf and want him to do something great for you, you've got to empty yourself of all this worldly stuff, all this stuff that's not of God. He says, know ye not that your temples are the uh, the, the, the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, he says, I will not dwell in an unclean temple. He wants a clean temple. My God, St. Luke, keep on holding to God. Keep on trusting God. Keep on looking God. You've got a good pastor. You've got a good pastor's wife, a first lady that's there for your good, and they have done all these things, not just for themselves. They've done without. I know they've done without because I know when i come along Pastor. I've done without and my wife have suffered and suffered and suffered because of the things that she had to sacrifice or she sacrificed, maybe she didn't have to, but she sacrificed so many things, so I know that Pastor Gary and Mother, Mother Teresa there is sacrificing on behalf, alright hallelujah, come on now Sister Teresa <laughs> she's sacrificing on behalf of the people of God, so keep on holding on to God John fifteen and seven says this: "If you abide in him, is that what he say? And his words abide in you, what happened? He said, You can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you, for he is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power my God at work." Within us It's his power that's working in us. And I'm so glad that the power of God is working in us and shaping and molding us and allowing us to do those things. The word abundantly in the Greek is a very descriptive word. The English language, I don't believe, uh, is enough to do the things because it limits itself. It doesn't just mean more. It means super abundance in quantity and quality. So a much descriptive picture of what Paul is saying about what God is able to do would be this. Now unto him who is able to do far more superabundantly abundantly in quantity and quality than all that we can ask or think of. Put it in that superabundantly, abundantly because God can do far more than we ask of him to do. Hallelujah. So when I think Of the song we used to sing when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah praise God for saving me how many of you are saved today I know you're saved how many are glad that the Lord saved you how many of you know that God without him we would not be saved we would be just a wretch undone but because Because the Lord has saved us and delivered us from the bonds of sin. And we're no longer slaves to sin, but now we are in the righteousness of God. And so when we think of what God has done for us and for all that he's going to do for us, we can say, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. Then we can ask God to keep doing great things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Keep on asking God to do great things. We used to sing that song. He keeps on doing great things for me. You know, I don't sing it that good or that well, but that's the words of it. Yeah, <laughs> Keeps on doing great things for me. Matthew seven and 7 and 8, it says this, and it shall come to pass. If you just do this, he says this, it shall be given to you. Seek is that what he said? Matthew 7 7 and 8. And you shall find, knock, and it shall be open unto you. For everyone that asks, receive. And he that seeketh, find. And to him that knock, it shall be open. So we are asking of him. That's what uh, it's all about. That's what prayer is. Prayer is asking and receiving, prayer is seeking and finding. Prayer is knocking and the door is open unto you. So let's just keep on asking God to do great things. Thing for me. If he's opened a small door, keep on asking him to open a large door. My God Almighty, if you got a little house and you want a big house, just keep on trusting God for whatever belongs to God, he belongs to you because we're his children and he wants us to have the very best. First of all, he wants us to seek him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he says all of these things shall be added unto you. All you have to do is but to ask me and it shall be done. John 6 and 23 says this. Jesus Jesus tells us this. He, He says, whatsoever, doesn't matter what it is. He said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. And until now, you have asked nothing for anything in my name. Then he says, in the final part of that, he said, ask and you shall receive and your joy shall be complete. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is my strength. You want to be strong in the Lord? Keep on seeking God for that joy. The more joy you get, my God, the more strength that you'll have. First John 3, 22 says this. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Why? Because we keep his commandments. Hallelujah. And do those things that are pleasing in his sight. If You want God to bless you? Do those things that are pleasing in God's sight. You want God to just do those things you're asking for? Keep on commanding. Keep on obeying his commandments and following his will. Hallelujah. First John, I'm almost finished here. <laughs> First John 4, 14 and 15 says this. Let us know this. He says, this is, how many of you got confidence when you pray to God? How many of you got confidence if you ask what you want from God, going to give it to you. Now listen, what verse John 14 and 15 says this. He says this, this is the confidence that we have in him or in God that if we ask Anything according to his will, he says, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of Him. What is your desire? We need to delight in Him. My desire is to delight in Him. If you delight in Him, He'll give you the desires of your heart. All we have to do is delight in Him. Take great joy in praising the Lord. James 1 and 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, what do you say? Let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally. He's not stingy or tight, and it shall be given to him. Now, I want you to understand my conclusion coming up here. I don't know how much time you'll zoom out. I don't want to zoom out on you. But anyway, all we have to do is keep asking God. Keep on doing great things for us. Hallelujah. Just keep on. You know, sometimes things well, you look know, like little kids. You uh, Many of us, we were children. We remember when we were coming up, we'd ask our mother for something and she'd be kicking in the kitchen, in the kitchen cooking and what have you. And she'd just be busy. You mean, Mama, grabbing a hotel, a hotel, Mama, can I have a cookie? Can I have that? she just keep on going on. You know, you didn't stop asking her. You know, you wanted what you wanted. And so after a while, she'd say, Stop, boy, turn me loose. I want to cook mama. Next thing you know, She just get tired of you asking. She here boy, take this now, get on out of here and go play. But you got what you wanted because you just kept on asking of God. I thought about this same illustration when Jesus told his disciples, he said, listen, man ought to always pray and not faint. Don't give up, keep on seeking God. Then he made that parable about the woman, you know that little widow woman can't kept coming to that rich un, that that wicked king, just kept on begging him, bugging him, and my God, she said, Avenge me of my adversary, avenge me of my adversary. Don't say it doesn't say what, what, what the problem was or what her situation was, but this guy, you know, the king said, Well, listen, I'm sick of this woman. I, I, I'm not afraid of nobody, but that's just want to keep on building. I'm going to give her what she wants. She just keep on keeping on. And so he gave her what she wanted. She got on the way with it. But Jesus made a parable about it. He said, How much more? What would your heavenly Father do for you if you just keep crying unto him night and day? He wasn't saying that you had to keep moaning and begging, but he wants you to seek his face and keep on trusting him and keep meditating on his word and keep praying unto him night and day and be faithful unto him. He says he'll give you the desires of your heart. Is that right? I want you to understand that all we have to do is just keep asking God to keep on doing great things. There is a spiritual super in store for all that ask God in faith. Hallelujah. Believing that he will supply all of our needs. I'm so glad that David penned the Psalms 23 when he said, The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want." Whatever I need, I get it in God. He's my provision and he makes a way for me. No wonder Abraham, when he went up on the mountain top, taking Isaac's son up there. My God, Isaac didn't see the sacrifice. He looked around, the knife was there. My God, the wood was there, the fire was there, the place, of sacrifice was there. But he looked around and said, Father, I don't see the sacrifice, but I heard Abraham say, that's all right, son. The Lord will provide, for he's my Jehovah-Jireh. He gives me what I need and what I want, and our desire is in him. So many of the prophets knew that all they had to do was to call on God and ask him to do great things for them. And he did just that. Moses and the children of Israel Hallelujah the children of Israel are down in, in, in Egypt Over 432 years And God sent Moses down now <laughs> Didn't he do it he kept going back and forth With Pharaoh and I gotta tell you He wouldn't get the answer that he needed He went through all these things Went to Moses listen Moses Went to Pharaoh with 10 different times And God gave him 10 plagues And the last plague of course Moses he got told him he said okay we're gonna go this, you, 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 this is it and God blessed Moses didn't to get the answer because God killed all the firstborn but then he had a Passover <laughs> God didn't, uh, didn't just leave him there he says now listen there's going to be a death angel that come through here and when that death angel come through here I want you to kill the sacrifice get your lamb, get your sheep put the blood over the doorpost and the handle and I want you to know that everywhere the blood is he said that death angel will come and pass over because Moses and the children of Israel were so faithful in asking him to do delivered him. They got delivered out of Egypt on that basis. Now I want you to understand that Elijah, he was a man of faith. Hallelujah. One of my favorites. He prayed unto the Lord because things was going on and he said, I'm going to ask God to stop the rain. And he prayed until the rain stopped for three and a half years. And after that, he said, well, I guess it must be time for the rain to stop falling. You know, there was a lot of stuff in between there. I don't talk about the widow of Zarephath when she was going to die and Elijah came to her house and she didn't have nothing but a little thing of meal and all he says "That's okay we're gonna pray and god gonna bless you during this time and it did my god almighty but then when he came back he 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 told obadiah i want you to go get get king and tell him i'm going to have a contest let's go up on mount carmel and those that serve god will serve god those that serve Baal will serve Baal." but when he got up there he had a common you know come together and what did they do what did he do Anybody can tell me what they did? Yeah, they had a competition going on with Baal's prophets. But listen, long story short, Abraham, uh, Elijah, he prayed and prayed. And next thing you know, when he got up there and the Baal's prophet was there, he said, we're going to make an altar for both of us. Now you make yours first. He got the, you know, put them down there. The Baal got their offering. These, these these prophets of Baal. And next thing, what happened? They cried out to that God. They whined and they wailed and what have you. They danced and snumped around. Then nothing happened. And Elijah said, well, you know, you do have a God. Why don't you just call him a little louder? Maybe your God is on a vacation. Well, maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he just can't hear you. Whatever those <laughs> those remarks were, you know, he was proud of But then when it came for the evening sacrifice, Elijah said, listen, we're going to have to rebuild the altar. Rebuild that altar, and what did they do? They put the wood on there. They put 12 rocks around it, stone represented 12 tribes of Israel. They dug a trench around it, and all these things. What I'm trying to say in a short, this he prayed, and the fire came down and took up the sacrifice. Then he says, There's rain going to come back. Sent his prophet, to his servant, to the edge of the river. He says, Now look out across there. I'm praying and asking God to give us rain. And what happened? He sent him seven times, and finally it did come. Why? Because Elijah was asking God to do great things. Now, that's something really great. Hallelujah. Now, for the Lord, he keeps on doing great things for us. Now, if you really want God to do something for you, just keep asking God to do great things for you. What can you do? You that are seeking God in the fullness, keep on asking God if you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost. Ask God to give you the Holy Ghost. If God granted to the Holy Oh, hallelujah. He'll give you the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You're bound today. Ask God to give you deliverance. Everybody needs to be delivered from God, from the powers of the evil spirit. Ask God to deliver you. Ask God to clean your heart, clean your mind. Do like David when he had sinned with the secret. He said, oh, God created me a clean heart and a right spirit within me. Why? Because I've sinned and I need your forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Keep on seeking God and keep on Keep on trusting him. Keep on holding on to the Lord because he's on the side of the righteous. Not only that, but he knows them that are here. I heard him say, keep on praying. Keep on trusting the Lord. I heard him tell him, Lord, but Solomon, when he built the the temple, the temple was built and he began to sacrifice it unto the Lord. And then the Lord answered his prayer because Solomon was praying, but I heard God asking him, he said, listen, I've done what you want me to do, but I want you to do that if the rain stops falling and your crops start failing and and the locusts come and devour your crops and, and all these evil things come and take that place. I want you to understand that you need to keep on trusting me. But I heard him say this uh, if you just keep on, he said, if my people, which are called by our name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive your sins and I will heal the land. Oh, thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you. My God, Almighty, the Lord knows. Us. Keep on Saint Luke. But I know there's great things in store for you. There's property that belong to you. I don't know what you're looking for and trying to get, but I know God, he's going to open the windows of heaven and pour you blessings. Yes. Keep on trusting God. Keep on seeking the will of God. His will be done in the name of Jesus. Keep on asking God to do great things. For well, He's a great big God. He's an everlasting God. Hallelujah. I need to stop here. <laughs> God is good. Mercy is good forever. Keep on trusting the Lord and keep on sacrificing the will of God will be done. Hallelujah. Congratulations on this 29th anniversary and celebration. May the Lord bless you real good. Amen.